Hello there. I hope that wherever this recording finds you, you are having a really wonderful day. Uh, I am really excited to show you a brand new piece of music. Uh, this is an unannounced piece of music, and it is inspired by the very soon upcoming Geminid meteor shower. Uh, as you guessed, uh, if you've been listening to the podcast for a little bit, this this belongs to my astronomy series of songs. And uh, if you're unfamiliar with that project, astronomy is a series of pieces of music that are inspired by upcoming astronomical events. So I'm basically trying to write scores or uh, or soundtracks to to these observations events in space. And so um, today's recording is uh, inspired by that Geminid meteor shower, which is on December 13th. And I'm going to jump right to it and um, and show you guys that piece of music. And then we'll, we'll talk about how it was pieced together and um, give you some more insight into uh, why I recorded what I recorded. So I hope you enjoy it. This is uh, the full title is December 13, 2017, Geminid meteor shower.
So before I recorded a single note for this piece of music, I, I did a bunch of research on what the Geminid shower is and where it comes from and uh, just to try to find any sort of uh, inspiration that can kind of spark an idea or uh, spark my approach to to writing this this uh, this little short kind of score for, for watching a meteor shower. And so um, first I watched a ton of YouTube videos from previous Geminid uh, observed showers uh, in past and um, there's some really gorgeous stuff, by the way, you should check that out. But basically, uh, what I learned was that uh, the first recorded uh, observation of the of the Geminids was about 200 years ago. So that informed me that this piece of music should be 200 seconds long, which is uh, comes out to be three minutes and 33 seconds. So that was my first guiding piece of information. And then I learned that there are up to 120 visible meteors per hour. So uh, I thought um, it might be fun to kind of work that number into this song as well. And so uh, I decided that anytime there was a tempo decision to be made, I wanted it to be set to 120 BPM. However, uh, this song, as you as you heard, is is completely not set to any tempo whatsoever, and that was intentional because as you're watching a meteor shower, it's completely unpredictable. You uh, you see three in a row, and then you see nothing for several seconds or minutes, and uh, and I wanted to reflect that in the music. But any any decisions that involved tempo whatsoever, like the delay times or um, even the panning times in certain effects and in Pro Tools, uh, I, I set as 120 BPM to sort of represent present that 120 meteors uh, viewable per hour. So I think I've mentioned in uh, previous episodes that I, I really love rules when it comes to writing music. Uh, I feel like it's such a huge um, help in my in my writing and creative process, uh, especially when I'm writing something that is um, has such a, a very specific theme, like uh, anything from my astronomy series or the Enneagram songs I'm writing. Um, when there's something that I have to learn a lot about and um, and then try to uh, you know translate into music, I find that it's really really helpful to first before I write a single note to uh, to try to write down kind of the rules of the song. And so for this Geminid song, uh, in addition to like the, the song length being 200 seconds and the, the tempo decisions kind of revolving around 120 BPM, so I wanted to keep going with that. And uh, so I wrote down a few more rules, uh, one of which was that this song needed to be loopable. So I wanted the start and the end to be seamless so that it could be uh, put on repeat as for as long as you care to observe the meteors, uh, if, if you are so inclined to do so. <laughs> I don't um, assume that you're going to want to listen to uh, this song on loop for five hours as you're as you're camping outside um, looking looking at the stars. But um, if you wanted to, you could. Uh, the song should be able to be played on repeat. And uh, uh, because it starts with the exact same start sound and ends with that sound, uh, it should be a fairly seamless uh, experience. You'll still hear a fade in and a fade out, but it'll be a brief breath in between um, uh, the song repeating itself. So the next idea was sort of the the key to actually um, starting to write the music. Uh, all, all of these other rules are, are super fun and really, really helpful in production and in song length and things like that. But um, this next rule was sort of the, the the thing that actually got me writing. And that was to um, to assume that the there, there should be a sound, a thread that runs through the entire song that should represent the night sky. And that sound is this. That's a that's a piano bed that I that I made. Um, it's it's basically a, a, a 
piano chord that I've stretched and reversed and um, kind of pulled apart and created like this uh, this kind of sound bed. And I thought that it, it sort of, to me, uh, sounds like the night sky. So I knew that the whole song needed to rest on this thread. Uh, and and then I knew that the uh, the meteors needed to be represented by something. And this is this is where I got really really excited and had so much fun kind of piecing this song together. I decided that the the meteors should be represented by these these very small piano clusters. So um, I, I dug through recordings that I've had of the last I don't know ten or so years, and I just gathered like a, a maybe twenty or thirty. Uh, small recordings of me sitting down at the piano and just playing anything uh, and this is part of my writing process for every song I I, uh, I try to make it a habit to sit down at the piano or play the guitar or whatever and just play around for as often as I can and as soon as a note or a chord or a progression or something starts to sound good to me to starts to resonate I try to record it and uh, I, I think I've mentioned this in other episodes but I've started with micro cassette recordings um, which led to uh, me starting to record everything onto my iPhone into the voice memos app so I have these uh, these massive folders full of sound recordings of just really 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 uh, small <laughs> snippet types of recordings that um, I would say 98% of those recordings turn into nothing here's one that uh, I recorded a few days ago and uh, who knows I might use it for something down the road um, it might I might come back with fresh ears and think oh my gosh I totally hear where that should go That two percent sometimes uh, turns into an, a full-on song, or uh, uh, or, or inspires a, a direction or something. But anyway, the the meteors I thought should be represented by these clusters of piano, and so I sat down and I started writing out these little uh, these little tiny moments of melodies. But then I realized that um, I love playing in the key of C, and so I, I went through these recordings that I have of just random me sitting down playing uh, playing a few notes at a time. Uh, these really brief little clusters. And uh, I gathered them all up and just laid them all out at random. And then I thought it would be really fun to just kind of see what would happen if I were to uh, edit them, arrange them, affect them, reverse them, um, do all sorts of tricks on these little tiny pieces of music all happen to be recorded in the in the key of C. Uh, I, I actually pitched them all up one note, so I wanted them to kind of sound warbly, and um, uh, and I sped a lot of them up so they kind of whiz past your ear like a, like a meteor. Um, and I, I just had so much fun with this process. I, I kind of in, expected it to lead me in a direction where I would find some melodies that I liked and then kind of go in that direction and re-record things. But I love the process and I loved the kind of messy nature of, uh, of this, this way of writing and even the, how it sounded in, uh, as a production. It just sounded really interesting to me. And um, the, the whole heart of this was to, to make these little piano clusters truly represent a meteor. So by, by using these recordings that I've recorded over the course of uh, many, many years, uh, I thought kind of reflected the uh, the individual nature of each of the meteors you know they were each uh, born if you will in, in, in different times and are uh, sailing through space 
kind of on their own trajectory. And so I thought um, it's kind of an interesting concept to, uh, to have each of these small piano cluster recordings uh, represent that in some way. Um, they don't really have a lot in common with each other other than the key that they were uh, played in. And again, this was a total experiment. Uh, I, I laid all these pieces out and I was not at all sure if uh, there would be a piece of music worthy of, uh, of completing with, uh, with these miscellaneous ideas. Uh, and, and the major challenge, the thing I was most worried about was that um, rather than uh, writing verses and choruses and repeating parts like a, like a traditional song, with this cluster mentality, if you as a listener hear a melody that you like, unfortunately, you're probably not going to hear that melody again. There's a few repeating melodies, but um, uh, they mostly are just kind of their own individual moments throughout the song, uh, similar to uh, the experience of watching a meteor shower. just as fast as it came and I feel like the, the melodies in here that was kind of the intention with each of these little piano notes to represent the, the meteor they, they are brief and uh, so that really became the, the challenge of the song was to uh, to make it satisfying still to to uh, obviously with with anything that I'm writing I, I hope that the, the the end result is something that people actually want to listen to um, not just like wow that was an interesting idea and not something actually I want to hear ever again but <laughs> what a, what a great idea um, so that was my, my, my major challenge of this song was uh, to make sure that at the end it was it would be something that at least I would want to listen to so no it does not have uh, many repeated parts or verses or choruses, and it all kind of comes in these brief ephemeral moments. I, I hoped that there would be something that you could kind of grab onto as well. So um, uh, that was that was the, the goal uh, by the time I finished this piece of music was to make it uh, still satisfying. I'm going to single out uh, one of the sounds buried in there. Uh, it's it's a sound that I've been trying to work into a Sleeping At Last song for probably the last like eight or nine songs. And uh, it just hasn't been able to uh, make sense in anything until this this piece of music. Uh, and it's the sound of this um, this instrument or like installation that is that can be found at the Huntington Gardens in Pasadena, California. Uh, we were there a couple years ago and uh, it's one of my favorite places. Uh, and and there's this uh, this this little this little device that um, I guess it's not very little it's kind of uh, it's kind of big and you you grab uh, pebbles and you put them on top of this uh, this like sequence of, of nails and uh, they fall through those nails and and create this kind of interesting sound and uh, I recorded my daughter Lily uh, playing with playing with this little instrument over there the in the children's section of the park and um, have always loved the sound. And this is probably a little bit of like engineer speak, but um, there are certain sounds with frequencies that uh, no matter how low you mix it into the mix, uh, no matter how quiet it is, it is still super duper loud in <laughs> in the song. And so this is definitely one of those sounds, which is probably why I had a really hard time working it into uh, any of the other music that I've tried. Um, and this one felt kind of right since, uh, since meteors kind of have that... Uh, 
that little uh, sparkle, if you will. Uh, so I was super excited to uh, to finally get this sound into uh, into a song, and uh, I'm glad that I waited to find the right one. Since uh, since the first song in uh, in this astronomy series uh, featured choir, and then uh, as well as Cassini featured quite a bit of um, vocals, uh, I thought it'd be fun to kind of um, veer away from that in this piece of music. But uh, as the song was almost completed, I, I tried a couple melodies that, um, that I just felt were kind of necessary. So I'm finding that there is a little bit of a theme in, in my interpretation of space that there needs to be some sort of like ethereal uh, background falsetto voices going on. So uh, I'll try to I'll try to contain myself in in upcoming astronomy pieces of music, but um, it felt right, so I guess I'll keep following whatever feels right in the moment. And here's a little bit more uh, kind of kind of up there in my range. Anybody in the house when I'm recording those those higher vocals um, probably get very confused <laughs> because I'm recording in headphones and uh, so they're only hearing me just kind of <laughs> kind of squealing uh, down here in the studio. So, um, but it's something that I uh, I really like as a texture in the background of a lot of different songs. So, it's kind of my like analog uh, version of a, a, a synth pad. So I mentioned a little bit before, but each of these little piano clusters uh, were entirely manipulated um, in this piece of music. So I pushed and pulled and stretched and uh, affected and, and did all sorts of stuff. Um, and uh, here's an example of a little piano recording uh, that originally sounded like this. And then I reversed it, pitched it up, and uh, applied some effects to it, and it sounds like this in the song. As I was watching different videos of meteor showers, uh, kind of in the background as I was experimenting with these different sounds and uh, kind of just messing around, when that sound came together, I watched the screen and then all of a sudden, to me, rang a bell and it sort of sounded like a, a meteor. So. Um, that was kind of the heart behind all of the sounds that you hear in here, but that one sort of set the tone as it was one of the first ones that you hear in the song. And you probably will notice if you have headphones on especially, but um, there's an effect that brings uh, the panning uh, hard left and then hard right and then back again, hopefully kind of reflecting the, the idea of the meteor uh, flying across the sky. And there was a little piano melody that I sort of treated as the glue of the song, and that sounds like this. It's, the, it's really the only melody that actually repeats, and even though every time it repeats, it has other things layered on it, and uh, it, it is changed in an octave or pitch or um, even harmony. Uh, but it's, it's sort of the, everything kind of comes back to that, so these little movements will happen, and then they will always kind of land on that little three-note uh, melody. And um, you can hear, if you listen real carefully, you can hear uh, one of my two daughters, and I'm not even sure which of the two, uh, screaming in the, in the very last note there. 
And I, I always love having sounds like that in uh, kind of laced through through the, the recordings that I make. Uh, I feel like it not only reminds me of the time it was recorded, but um, it's just really kind of fun to give a texture. And um, for this song, I, I really leaned into that. So I did very little like uh, like correction of, of glitches and, and, and kind of messy sounds. I wanted to, I wanted to be very atmospheric and kind of represent the, um, the, the wild nature of a meteor. I mean, it's a, it's a literal fireball <laughs> blazing across the sky. And, uh, so I thought these, these, uh, these pieces of, of piano recording should be, um, allowed to be messy and allowed to have some some warble and glitch and um, some some kind of background noise and things like that so I think that's about it I'm I'm so honored to get to share the um, the making of that song with you thank you so much for listening and especially I'm excited to have gotten to debut this song today I'm so pumped for you to hear it I hope that you like it and consider it worthy of uh, the addition to my astronomy series and I hope that you will consider it as part of your playlist for uh, enjoying the the upcoming meteor shower so uh, again that's December 13th I believe is when it peaks uh, in the night of the 13th and through the 14th of December. So um, I'm very excited to watch it myself. I'm hoping for clear skies and uh, I hope that you enjoy this this uh, this little uh, soundtrack to, to that upcoming meteor shower. So let's listen to the song one more time now that you've kind of heard the, the behind the scenes of uh, how it was pieced together. Uh, but before I do, I also want to tell you that um, we just put up uh, my space album uh, for sale on CD. So it's been available only on vinyl and digital for, for the last little while. And now it is available on CD for the first time. So that's up in the Sleeping At Last store, as well as the key for my, my Enneagram 2 song, um, which features the, the words Myself 2, uh, and it was made by the giving keys my friends over there who are amazing so that key is up it's a necklace and uh, I'm really happy with how it turned out uh, featuring those lyrics from my song so I hope uh, hope you'll check those things out um, oh and of course this uh, this new piece of music can be found uh, I believe anywhere that music can be found so um, I hope you will uh, consider checking it out and adding it to your uh, to your Spotify playlist or wherever you see fit. So thank you so much for listening, guys. I'm so grateful for you, and I hope that you are uh, enjoying December already. And um, I'm looking forward to talking to you soon. I, I threw this podcast in ahead of my uh, episode explaining how my song Snow, which is an original Christmas song, was made. Uh, and so I hope you don't mind. That is going to be the next episode, which will come out actually very soon. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. And one last time, here is uh, the full title, uh, December 13, 2017, Geminid Meteor Shower. Thank you.